Hi, I'm Tina Smith, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Raising Kids on Your Knees. This edition is called The Weekly Arrow. The Weekly Arrow is your introduction to our prayer sheet and daily devotions, which run Monday through Friday. I invite you to spend the next few minutes preparing to pray and parent life into the lives of your children this week. Welcome back to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast, where we are changing the lives of our children one prayer at a time. I hope you've had a chance to download your prayer sheet for this week and are praying with us arm in arm for our children this week. A couple weeks ago, I talked to you about salvation. Last week, I unpacked lordship for you, what that is and what that isn't. Now I want to turn a corner and start talking about your identity. Now that you're a child of God, who are you? What is your identity? What happened when you asked Jesus to come into your life? I want to share with you a quote by Neil Anderson. It's out of his book, Victory Over the Darkness. If you don't have a copy of this book, I highly recommend that you get it. It's a it's a life-changing book. It really is in how he explains who we are in Christ and what our identity is. But he says in this book, acceptance was replaced by rejection. Therefore, we have a need to belong. It's absolutely necessary for us to go back and to revisit what exactly happened to us when Adam and Eve gave in to sin in the Garden of Eden. If we're to ever recover from its effects in our own personal lives, I think we forget that we directly are affected by the choices that Adam and Eve made. God created every one of us with a need for belonging, belonging both to him and also to one another. But instead of feeling like we belong, we fight feelings of rejection that bombard us. They're moment by moment by those we love, those we come in contact with. Um, We're feeling those feelings of rejection on a daily basis. When we have an intimate personal relationship with God, it's going to set us up to have an intimate personal relationship with one another. Let me share with you what John Ortberg says in his book, Everybody's Normal Till You Get to Know Them. And he was talking about the human-shaped void that we all have inside of us. This is what he said. Sometimes in church circles, when people feel lonely, we will tell them not to expect too much from human relationships, that there is inside every human being a God-shaped void that no other person can fill. Now that is true, but apparently, according to the writer of Genesis, God creates inside this man a kind of human-shaped void that God himself will not fill. In other words, God created man and he put him on this earth and he said it wasn't good. What was good is when he created a companion for man to have a relationship with another person. God wasn't going to fill that void for that man, for Adam, his need for relationship with someone else here on earth. So all this week, we're going to be praying and talking about what the Bible says about how we are accepted as his children. That's what our devotions are going to be on this week. So I hope that you have subscribed to the prayer tribe and you're getting those in your weekly email and you'll be getting them every day. As we meditate on the truths of the Bible and choose to believe them, That's going to be the beginning for us of unraveling the effects of sin in the Garden of Eden. 
So let's take a look at acceptance. That's what we're talking about this week. We are fully and completely accepted by God. And here's a few things I just want to share with you about that. We have a right as um, children of God to be those children. If you have had children of your own or you've adopted children of your own, they are always and forever going to be your children. And that's the exact same thing it is with Jesus. We are always and forever going to be his children. Nothing can ever change our position as a child of the king. That is our identity. It's who we are. So for instance, it's easy if I were to come up to you and say, who are you? Chances are you're going to tell me I'm so-and-so's wife, I'm so-and-so's husband, I'm so-and-so's mother, or you might say, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a pilot, I'm a teacher, um, I'm a secretary, or I'm, a, I'm an administrative assistant. Those are things that you're going to say, that's who I am. But that is not who you are. Who you are is a child of God. And it's so easy for us to confuse what we do with who we are when actually what we do comes out of who we are. God created each and every one of us for a purpose. The other thing that, and I can't tell you this, I've I've told you this before in other podcasts that I've done. First Corinthians 6, 17 says, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one in spirit with him. We are spiritually alive the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. What happens in the spiritual is that we become spiritually alive. We were once dead and now we're alive. Receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior invites the Holy Spirit into our lives. We, be, we go from being dead to alive. Adam and Eve, when they chose disobedience in the garden, they died spiritually. So we're all born spiritually dead until we receive Jesus as our Savior and Lord. But once we become spiritually alive, we become one with Christ. We are accepted by him. We are one with him. And that is something to get excited about, to be one with Jesus. That's who we are. That's our identity. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. And I talked about this human void that God won't fill in our lives. It's a void for relationship with one another. And we become part of his family. So think about this. We just had the holidays and most likely we were together with family. And I know for me personally, as I sit and I listen to the conversations that are going on either around the table or in the house or whatever, there are certain family mantras that we share together. And I will hear those mentioned throughout the conversations and they mean something to us. They could be funny or just have deep meaning. But I hear them, and so there's a lingo that goes on in our family that only our family understands. Think about that with the body of Christ. When we're one in spirit with him, and then we're together as part of Christ's body, there's a lingo between us. And here's what I mean by that. If you're talking to somebody, say, in the grocery store, Target, or Walmart, wherever you shop, or you happen to be at a doctor's office, and you strike up a conversation, and you start talking to somebody... There are certain buzzwords that you're going to hear that you're going to go, this person, I think this person might be a believer. I think this person might be a brother and sister in Christ. And then you you build up, you know, you got to build up your courage to say, are you 
are you a believer? And then you find out you've met a new brother or sister in Christ. We are part of a bigger family. We just haven't met each other yet. We are fully accepted as the family, as part of the family of God. Now, here's something that really transformed my thinking when it came to, we talk about um, how we are a redeem or forgiven sinners. We're sinners saved by grace. How many of how many of you have heard that over the years? And I heard it. I used to say that about myself, but if you get into the New Testament, Ephesians 1 1, when Paul addresses the church at Ephesus, he calls them saints. The New Testament never refers to a believer as a sinner. The New Testament only refers to unbelievers as sinners. Every time the believers are referred to, they are called saints. So we are, in essence, we are a redeemed saint. So if I continue to call myself a sinner saved by grace, I'm more likely to sin than if I call myself a redeemed saint. I'm going to step up to that plate and behave that way because you cannot behave contrary to what you believe. So we are, and I want to tell you or be the first to tell you that you are a redeemed saint. You are not a sinner. You are a redeemed saint. And that's what you need to believe about yourself. And the greatest thing that Jesus Christ has done in my life is he has set me free. He He gave me freedom from the locked up cage I was in. Here's what Colossians 1.14 says about you and me. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Think about it. Have you ever visited like a dog pound and you sit there and you see these cutest little puppies and little dogs and they're cute and they're but they're caged up and they have no freedom to run or freedom to be loved and some may never make it out alive unless they're rescued jesus did that he rescued us from those that cage of of sin and darkness and what that we were walking in before we came to know him we had no freedom to be all god created us to be we had no freedom to be unconditionally loved by him Most importantly, we would have never made it out of this life alive to live eternity with Jesus in heaven if it were not for the freedom that Jesus Christ came to give us because we are fully and completely accepted by him. He rescued us from the darkness of sin and he set us free. He set us free to be all he created us to be and to live an abundant life in him. And he set us free to experience the unconditional love of the heaven, of our heavenly father and set us free to live in eternity in heaven with him. He has set us free. We are fully and accepted, fully and completely accepted by God. And that is truth that you can stand on. Next week, we're going to be talking about how we are secure in Christ. That is our identity. Who you are is a child of God. And what you do is what you do because you're a child of God. Don't get those mixed up this week. Thank you for being here with me. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. I am praying for you this week. And I will meet you right back here for next week's Weekly Arrow. 
Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of The Weekly Arrow. To receive our daily devotions, as well as our free printable prayer sheet, simply go to the link in the show notes for RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to the Prayer Tribe. We would love for you to join our growing global community of prayer warriors who are praying and parenting life into the lives of their children. 